You're acting like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does, what my does he invest in? My, he's very into like, you know, at home, it's always like stocks and everything. And I'm like, oh, my brother and my father are so into that. And every day he's calling me. I told you if you've had invested in this, it dropped like, it, it went up 30% this week. And I'm like, Khalas, please. You've tuned into another episode of My Sedwa Story brought to you by Sedwa Talks. The show helps you learn the financial habits, hacks, and attitudes of people in the Middle East to help you better manage your financial well-being. Hi, my name is Noura Arida. I'm a Lebanese mother, entrepreneur, and I'm a model. Uh, I just finished my interview with my Sedwa story. We've talked about my journey into becoming financially independent. We've talked about how I manage my finances in general. And we talked about uh, how it is important for Middle Eastern women to always be uh, financially independent. Noor, welcome on the show. It's great to have you on. Thank you for having me. So we start off the show by asking everyone what their money is up to. So Noor, what's your money up to? <laughs> I'm the worst person like to ask this question, you know, up until uh, uh, last year, I always had like this, uh, for me, my money needs to be, you know, in a bank. I had like no notion of investing or like uh, putting my money at risk, even though, you know, I studied, I was in, um, I studied eco economics and math. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm supposed to have like the sense of uh, how to take care of my money, but I really don't. Hey, it's better than being <laughs> like under a mattress or something, at least it's in a digital <laughs> no, it's, environment. It's in the bank. I can, I can tell you that. But uh, no, you know, last year, my brother's always like telling me, what are you doing? You're crazy. No one keeps money in the bank and everything. So last year we've like started um, investing in like small, I'll talk to about them maybe later, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm getting into it. <laughs> I like to work with people I trust in general. Mm -hmm. So for example, my manager is a very close friend of mine, my agent. I mean, my manager is my husband. Uh, I my, my work environment is very, fam you know, it's like a family to me. So when I trust and when there's like this bond between me and someone, I trust blindly. So I can, for example, if I trust you blindly, I can give you my money and, and never ask a single question. I'm not the type of person who's going to like follow up or anything, but I need the first step to be like a trust relationship. So you said something interesting that your manager is your husband. Yeah. Who came first, the husband or the manager? What was no, he first? The, no, he was first my husband. Okay. And then I used to work and um, I was a buyer before being on social media. And I used to love my job. For me, it's like the dream job up until now. Mm -hmm. But then um, he always had this vision. I didn't even have a platform. Instagram for me was like, I'm not going to be on, you know, Instagram, but he really loves social media and he has this vision. So he started my Instagram page without me knowing. And then the day of our wedding, my, my dress went viral. I really don't know how and why. I've seen a picture of your wedding dress yeah, on Instagram. So I, I, I've had, I had like 400 followers, which were like my friends and my entourage. And then the day of the wedding, I slept and woke up with 12,000 followers because of my dress, you know? And your husband put it up. Exactly. I didn't even know. So he okay. put the picture up and I woke up like with 15,000 followers and I didn't do anything about it back then. Mm -hmm. I... I was in, I was in my, I was very happy where I was with my job and everything. And then at some point, uh, George, uh, my husband, 
slash manager told me let's do something about it and I was like no what I hate pictures I hate social media and everything and I've started taking picture of pictures of me pregnant like outfit inspiration and my page like exploded we don't know how we don't know why it's a bit of chance with a bit of uh, a bit of luck with a bit of work with a bit of it, it wasn't like planned but this is what happened and that's it and, and then eventually you, you so it must have been then during this time that you decided I'm done with my life of being a buyer I'm going to make a career out of being yeah and it's Instagram. when I think it's when I've realized that we can make money out of it you know at mm-hmm. first I couldn't see it it was still new not not just to me to everyone mm-hmm. but George had this vision when I told him we're just wasting time let me focus on my job and everything He's like, you're going to see one day we're going to make money out of this platform and we're going to live off of it. And I didn't believe it because I couldn't like project myself, you know, in the Mm -hmm. future and in how can we monetize like a picture? It was very new back then, like seven, eight, seven seven or eight years ago. And uh, it's when I think we've had our first contract that I've like stopped, you know, the other job, stopped with the buying and started like this new chapter but your income is surely more than your instagram account because you're also a model correct exactly so how did how did that materialize how did you go from having a popular instagram page to then securing modeling contracts with some of the biggest brands in the world like you know it's it starts with one contract so my first contract was with ray-ban i can still remember it was the first contract that we've signed and then after that i've had many like you know collaborations and everything Mm -hmm. And like four years ago, I signed with Elite, which is the biggest modeling agency in the world. Uh, So they're based in Paris. As soon as I've signed, I've switched from being like this Instagram person to more of an international model. And we started monetizing as a model and as um, Noor, which is kind of a brand, you know, monetizing Mm. with the platform and monetizing as me being a model. I'm from the Middle East. Yeah. I feel like having... Where are you from? Bahrain. Okay. So I feel like growing up, the narrative was always get married and your husband will take care of you. Yeah. Get married and until you get married, your your father is taking care of you. Yeah. You know, I was very lucky. I have my parents raised me to be very independent. So I started working at 21. Mm -hmm. I'm like 32 now. I've never taken a dollar from my parents ever since. Not because I can't or because they don't want to, because my dad was like that with his family. And I was raised in this environment. If I can, I'll buy. If I can't, I won't, you know? So as soon as I started working, I still remember my salary was like $1,500. I used to budget this salary at the beginning of the month. Uh, and I used to, so the month would end without me do- taking a dollar from my parents. I was very mm. like conscious. Um, I used to put like a certain amount as savings. Uh, that's how I was raised, you know. Now, in addition to the investments that you've put into some businesses, is there any other type of investment that is intriguing you that you'd like to learn more about <laughs> investing? You're acting like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does, what does he bro- invest in? My, he's very into like, you know, at home, it's always like stocks and everything. And I'm like, oh, my brother and my father are so into that. And every day he's calling me. I told you if you've had invested 
and this it dropped like it, it went up 30% this week and I'm like خلاص please what's he investing in like that's going I, don't, I don't even know I don't <laughs> I don't even ask him but I remember like two years ago he's like you have to buy in Tesla and everything I'm like خلاص please now it's not the time I have a lot of work he's like but you don't have to do anything just give me the money and I'll invest do you? I've never done anything interesting I need to start are you so okay this so, year is my year okay on the this year being your year um what steps are you taking to become comfortable to say you know what i'm gonna buy some stock be it tesla or otherwise if so if i want to buy something invest in something now i don't even know where to go how to do it you know i like the basic you know like uh, logistics if you want to say so i think i need to to just educate myself a bit more and like mm. have someone do it for me because I know that yeah. I won't do it. You know, honestly, I feel exactly the yeah. same because growing up, no one ever taught us this in school. Right? Yeah, I was thinking that last time. So they teach us about physics and some and formulas that I've never used in my life, you know, in, chem- in chemistry. But not the retirement planning formula no, that everyone Yeah, needs. we've never had like the first time we've heard about like investment and stocks. It was During my first year at college, in school, mm. they teach us like the most random stuff that you don't choose ever. But I think that it's very important, especially the last three years of school, to have like proper uh, uh, lessons and proper subjects about investing, budgeting, uh, markets, because this is the future. This is... 100% I agree. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous, you know? So, so personally, as an adult, yeah. I actually started realizing that, oh, hey, I need to invest once I noticed my friends talk about exactly. their investments. That's all they talk about. And, you know, it first started actually with property for me. So all my friends would say, oh, the apartment I'm living in, I've bought it. Okay. And whether they had saved up enough money for the down payment, or it's also very common in our culture for your parents to contribute. Yeah. And that was my wake up, my, my wake call that I was like, oh, I need to invest in something. Yeah. Now, mind you, I still don't own the property that I live in, but the steps that I took was to say, okay, who around me is investing in what and what's easy to get into from exactly. like a ticket size yeah. point of view. You, you want to know what's easy to get into and to get out of. Exactly as well. No, yes. Something what that's is liquid. liquid. Exactly. exactly. Now, you and George seem to make a lot of financial decisions as a couple, yes. which is wonderfully healthy, I believe, for yeah. a couple. But... How do you think women should still also be independent in kind of protecting themselves financially, even when married? Yeah. Uh, you know, they uh, they should be able to do their own decisions, first of all, of course. Uh, and they should have this, this independency, like their own uh, account at the bank. For me, it's very important, not like... always have like money in the name of the man or like always joint accounts the woman mm. should, should have her own accounts i don't know as long as as a woman is being productive i feel like she's being independent so wh- mm. whatever happens later you know if we get there's a divorce or anything if i'm productive if i'm working if i'm Uh, I'm I'm protecting myself this way. It's not about protecting yourself only and having things under your name. No, it's about who you are, how you are, how you'll get up, how you'll mm. continue life, you know, after that. And your mother. Yeah. Now, I know that a lot of women actually, so I'm about your age and a lot of my friends feel like 
they cannot be a mother because they will be sacrificing their career and therefore their income that goes along with the career yeah. in order to be a mother. Mm. So how did you feel kind of um, being a mother versus what that may or may not do to your career? You know, it happened so fast. I didn't have time to think, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really answer this question. So we, we, we it wasn't planned, you know. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not like we were like, we want to have a kid now. I was pregnant a month after we got married. So I don't really know. But for me, I don't think a woman should like overthink it. Just you can do both. You can be a mother and you can have a job. It's it's not the end of the world. I feel like sometimes we take it too um, dramatically. You know, how am I going to work and have kids? It's fine. You know, it's hard. You have this guilt feeling. So every time I travel, I still have this guilt feeling after seven years. But at, mm. I know at the end of the day that I'm a working mom. And for me, I had a working mom. And I know how important it is and how... Um, I know that this pride that Ayla will have in me when she grows up is is bigger than this guilt feeling that I'm constantly feeling, you know? Mm, hopefully. Yeah. And would you like her to follow in your footsteps and I go don't mind. the fashion as well? I don't mind. You know, now for her, I'm I'm her mom, so I'm her inspiration. Like every daughter with their moms at this age. So she's always like imitating me, you know, mm-hmm. in front of the camera and everything. When she sees makeup, she just wants to put makeup on. But I guess it's her age. You know, if I was a banker, I'm sure she would sit at home with a computer and like imitating me working. But I don't mind her doing anything as long mm. as she's happy, as long as she's um independent as long as she's comfortable so be it I you know it's funny you mentioned banking so my mom is a stay-at-home mom actually so so growing up I mean I wouldn't look to my mom professionally but I would look towards my dad yeah and my dad was a banker and growing up I thought okay that is what I know sustains a household being a bank being a banker and that's naturally kind of what I went to and then I shifted in media somehow okay (laughs) we all do this shift at some point exactly I I feel that like um like I don't call it midlife. But don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with a stay-at-home mom. You know, it's not it's not the end of the world. It's mm. fine. I have a friend who's, who had to stop working to raise her kids. It's okay. You know, she started working again at 42. It's it's fine. As long as the woman is um, épanouie, is... Um, you know, comfortable in her own skin, it's fine. You can, it's, it's not the end of the world, you know, also this, this pressure you put also on women is a bit difficult. You know, some women maybe can do both. It's okay. No, I agree completely. Yeah. I, and, and I don't mean to shame any. Yeah, no, because mom. I, yeah, I may have sounded harsh before, but no, that's not what I meant. You know, it's fine, but yeah. <laughs> as long as I believe the woman, and, and I think that's that's kind of what you're trying to relay is as long as they do what they want professionally. Exactly. If a woman career, is convinced yeah. she wants to stay home and raise her kids, it's okay. But no one can force her, you know, to mm. do that. And how has your yours or yours and George's spending habits as a couple changed when Isla came into the picture? Um, you know, not that much because I budget a lot. Like I'm a bit like annoying in that sense. Um do you actually track your spending? Yes. So what tools do you use to, to track Nothing, your spending? my notes. <laughs> oh, good for you. I find it so hard to log. You know, I don't always do it. Some okay. months I feel like, oh my God, we've overspent. What happened? 
The month after that, I'm very like conscious and back on track. And then six months later, I would lose it again. Interesting. <laughs> I wonder if that's because your father gave you a weekly or monthly yeah, allowance to manage. I still remember my first salary. Like it was yesterday. I had it. I wrote, I still have the notebook on a paper that this month I'm putting like $300 as savings. I'm going to go out with 300 other dollars, 200. I'm very like this in that sense. That's amazing. Yeah. I do hope Isla picks that up. <laughs> and she, me actually. Yeah. Like... Yeah, no, let's, let's not get into my spending habits. You know, I, I love to, sp I don't mind like spending. I'm very generous and everything, but I like to know where I'm spending. Where it's going. Yeah, yeah. I hate it when at the end of the month, I don't know where the money went, you know? Where is it? We didn't do anything. We were mm. like just going to a few restaurants and I've, I've, I didn't buy anything. Where's the money? So I like being... Uh, do you feel that tracking it gives you this feeling of, oh, how can I grow it as well? Of course, because you're aware you're aware mm. of your money. You're like, you want to, to invest it. You want to make it, you know, it's, I think when you're aware and you're conscious, it makes it easier. Now, naturally, I believe that any entrepreneur wants to maximize their income potential. So you as a young fashion model, how did you then grow your following to be so large and actually, I believe you have one of the largest followings of in any female in the Middle East, yeah. which, is, which is quite amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a bit of luck and a bit of um, planning. So as I told you, we had a vision. George had this vision. So we knew where we were going, but we were unsure of the road we were taking. And I feel like as soon as I started to, at first, I was trying to fit into, uh, you know, uh, the taboos of the region. I should wear this. I shouldn't wear that. My hair needs to always be done. I used, I need to have makeup on for people to accept me. And Very Middle Eastern. Yes. As soon <laughs> yeah. as I broke this, you know, one day I woke up, I told him, I'm not happy. It's not who I am. I'm very mm. raw, natural girl. I'm always in a pair of jeans and a white t-shirt, you know, I can't be this like girl. It's not who I am. And as soon as I broke this barrier, my, career exploded you know my followers like it went crazy people were like loving and hating me at the same time they wanted to understand you know how is she like she's she's not your typical middle eastern girl and this mm. is what they loved about me it's like i mean i i think i gave girls like a sense of hope uh, you can be whoever you want and you can still be accepted and you can still grow and you can still make it and make it big and make it international, you know, when you're, you're yourself, not trying to be someone you're not. So then authenticity would exactly. be a big piece of advice. Authenticity, 100%. What other advice would you give for aspiring entrepreneurs? Because you are an entrepreneur in your own right, yeah. in addition to your new clothing line. Yeah. Uh, to a woman. Or to anyone. A female specifically a in the female. Middle East. You know, I would tell them, I know that every time a female wants to, to have like a job or to start something, there's maybe 50 men standing in front of her. You know, the competition, if you want to put it that way. I want to tell these women that what we have as women is an emotional intelligence that I feel like men don't necessarily have, sorry, <laughs> uh, they have this it's true, <laughs> you know, men can be more 
sometimes, not anytime. They can be more like intelligent on paper or anything. But we have this delicacy and emotional intelligence that I think gets us to the top. So they should never forget that. Use this intelligence that we have. We have this instinct. We have this um, something in us that can make us reach really high places. And I know that the last 10 years, deja, we've seen women in the Middle East get places that we've never maybe dreamt of. And I know that in the coming 10 years, we're going to see a big change, uh, an even bigger change. And what about Middle Eastern women specifically, now that you're, you know, also have exposure to women internationally? I want to tell them not to be scared, you know. I feel like we've, a lot of women are still scared to take this step in their cultures, they still depend on their fathers or husbands. But I feel like the most satisfying thing is when you go at night and you're in bed and you know that you're completely independent. You really don't need mm. to ask anyone anything. Uh, you can do whatever you want. And I know that women in the Middle East are the strongest. Believe me, I've traveled a lot and I've seen a lot and I work with women all over the world and I've never seen such resilience uh, the, the Eastern women have this thing in them. They're so strong in a way that you don't see anywhere else. So they should take that, the advantage of that and like change the world because they can. And what piece of money advice would you give to anyone, not just women? <laughs> Invest your money. <laughs> no, really. Um, it's important, you know, with inflation and everything, it's scary. It's oh my crazy. God, everyone's talking about inflation. Oh my God, days. no, it's crazy. You know, with dollars and the euros now, and it's like, you know, money, okay, is important, but with the money you have, you can make even more money, you know? we. I think we need to take risks. I don't like this word, it scares me a lot, but I think without risks, there's nothing. You know, if I hadn't taken a risk seven years ago and left my job to do that, I was going to nowhere. I didn't know where we were going, you know? We had like a daughter, I've quit my job, George quit his job, we were completely independent from our parents. So we took a big risk and no risk, no return. I think it worked out really well for you, know, yeah. you and your family. Yeah. Thank you very much for your Thank time. You. It was wonderful to Me have you too. on the show. Happy, really. I really hope that we've inspired women yeah. <laughs> and people to invest. Yeah. My Sedwa story is brought to you by Sedwa. Visit sedwa.co and download our app to invest or trade today. Sedwa. The views expressed by our guests are their own and not part of Sedwa. Sedwa is regulated by the ADGM Financial Services Regulatory Authority, FSRA, and DFSA. All examples are for illustrative purposes only and are not intended as one-on-one financial advice. Please keep in mind that past performance is no guarantee of future results. Additionally, investors are encouraged to do their own research and due diligence. All investing involves risk.